sorry. I, was, I, I went to Facebook to see if anyone was there and then saw a comment. Anywho, anyhow, any what, anywhere, anyone. Hi, folks, and welcome to Starbase 66, your international genre fiction podcast. I haven't said that in a long time. Um, so tonight we are going to talk about the book of Boba Fett. And joining me here tonight are Jen. How you doing? Word. <laughs> I'm here. And all the way from the historic Cosmic Potato Studios, it's Sean. Hiya, sir. This is the way. It is the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the book of Boba Fett ended last week as we're recording this. Um, the first season. Um, not sure if it's the only season. Uh, I haven't seen any. From what I've heard, from what I've heard, it was a one and done. That, that's what I show. thought. Yeah. Um, which leads me to even stranger things that we'll talk about, uh, or more puzzling things that we'll talk about. Um, ah, someone is watching. Hello, whoever is watching. Welcome to our play. Um, so, the book of Boba Fett. Now, it is no secret that I have never been a fan of the of the character of Boba Fett. I am still to this day baffled why the character was so popular. Uh, you know, I was of age and uh, very aware of things when The Empire Strikes Back came out. Uh, I sadly, much to my emotional scarring, watched the Star Wars holiday special when it aired the first time. Same. <laughs> um, and that's the first appearance of Boba Fett in that really weird animated section that was kind of like a fever dream and a mushroom trip all at the same time. They've, and they've, they've released that one little piece on Disney Plus now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The little animated short. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, and, you know, I have gone back. And, and looked at the history of the character. And the only thing I can, I can gather is that people who were just a little bit younger than me got caught up in the hype of this new character that you can only get by sending in this and it's sent to you personally, you can't buy it in stores kind of thing. And it, it, it developed this mystique because nothing he did in the movies was that interesting as far as I was concerned. But everybody just freaked out about Boba Fett. Um, so before we go into any great detail about about this show, what uh, Jen, what did you think about Boba Fett before uh, the even before the, the prequel trilogy, where they kind of made him way way more important than than ever before? Well, I mean, he was a mysterious character from the two movies that we saw him in, uh, and he had a different voice back then because. They obviously had a different actor playing the character. Uh, now in the re-releases, they have since put Tamar Morrison's voice in there. But um, wait, Lucas messed with a movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't understand the hype either. I was like, okay, he is somehow linked to Jabba the Hutt, who's only been mentioned in the first two films. We're not talking about the re reduce. And, uh, yay. I mean, I was just like, he's a bounty hunter along with all the other bounty hunters in that one scene and strikes back. Um, I didn't see the hype either. And then suddenly he didn't even have a name until the whole, until the holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, his name's only mentioned once in, in Jedi. So by Han's yeah, just before Han 
knocks him into the starlight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I didn't understand the mystique at the time either. Since then, with the prequels and everything, yeah, I get it. But back when originally he was a character, before we knew all his backstory and everything, mm. Sean, well, the the animated thing came out before Empire, right? Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think it was a, I think it was that and the toy that just had everybody. Everybody was looking for him when they went to see Empire. I, I was born in 77, so I didn't even see Star Wars until I was probably six or seven years old or something like that. So, um, so all that's, that went past me, but I think that it's a lot of the mystery of the character because you never see his face. It's almost like the man with no name, Clint Eastwood kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. And his backstory can be basically whatever you want it to be. And of course, they fleshed out some backstory in some of the novels and stuff that don't really count anymore. Um, but I think, I just think it was the mystery of that character and the fact that uh, Lucas was putting out toys. I mean, he was putting out a lot of toys for characters that had not been introduced yet. And that was one of them. Yeah. And then, the, and then, like you said, it was the whole thing with the rocket launcher that you couldn't, you couldn't get, and people were making their own. They were making their own rocket launcher to go on it and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I think it was just the fact that, that there's a, such a mysterious backstory to him that, of course, Lucas came along and 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 put in his own backstory when the prequels came out and all that kind of stuff. So, well, you know what I just remembered um, is. I, I was big into the novelizations when back when Star Wars was coming out. I I read the Star Wars novelization that we later only recently found out was written by Alan Dean Foster. Um, you know, a, at least eleven times, eleven twelve times. Um, and then I read The Empire Strikes Back, and in The Empire Strikes Back, Boba Fett is mentioned, and Boba Fett is described in that book as wearing old Jedi armor. Oh, really? Yeah, they said that the armor Boba Fett wore, that he was a Mandalorian, but the armor was old Jedi armor. <laughs> Which then, is explained in a legend story that I'm not going to go into. So, I had totally forgotten about that. Um, you know, and then then now we've got the whole, you know, Mandalorian. And, you know, I have, uh, I have friends who are huge Mandalorian fans. I have a couple of, of former students of mine who got matching Mandalorian tattoos you know the the Mandalorian symbol and stuff, and of mm-hmm. course now we have the Mandalorian, um, which again was something I wasn't particularly jazzed about before it came out because I didn't give a damn about Boba Fett, and uh, but you know we we now have seen that the Mandalorian is probably one of the best things in the Star Wars universe since Star Wars itself came out, um, in in my opinion, and I, I don't think that's uh, a a, a I don't think I'm in the minority on that one. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, when all, when all the people that are hating on Rise of Skywalker, they'll come along and actually admit that it's pretty good, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't mind the, the sequel trilogy. I mean, yeah, well, as as I have said many times in the past, uh, when it comes to Star Wars, if I'm entertained, that's pretty much all I want because the prequel trilogy, trilogy, the prequel trilogy. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that many 
quiet. I'm hunting Mandalorians. <laughs> I'm the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> um, you know, the prequels will God damn it. <laughs> Episodes one to three uh, did not entertain. Uh, and, and uh, you know, so episodes seven, eight, and nine, at the very least, were fun to watch. You know, were they the best movies? No. But actually, none of the Star Wars movies were particularly good. No, they're not Shakespeare. I mean, I, I keep telling people that. It's like, well, this is awful. I'm like, well, the original trilogy wasn't exactly the best written stuff either. No. They were fun. <laughs> You know, I, 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 you know, we could do a whole nother show about whether The Empire Strikes Back is the best one of the bunch. I, you know, I, I disagree with that uh, for for reasons that, you know, we don't need to have that discussion again. But, uh, you know, I, th- they were fun. I think, you know, Star Wars, A New Hope, uh, <laughs> was not a very good movie until all of George Lucas's friends <laughs> saw it with George. This is crap. You got to you got to edit the hell out of this. And and then his soon-to-be wife, uh, you know, basically saved the movie. Um, but is there some it, kind of a? I didn't mean to interrupt you, but is there some kind of like a Mandela effect with the with the A New Hope? Because I actually saw people having an argument on the on Facebook the other day. There was a guy that was adamant he saw Star Wars when it first came out, and it said Episode Four, A New Hope on the call. It did not. No, it did and, not. Well. No, no, it didn't. But <laughs> I mean, he. I was like, "You're from an alternate universe." Yeah. <laughs> it originally just said Star Wars on it. They yeah, added a new hope later. You crossed over and didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so then we got we got the we got the Mandalorian, and uh, uh, you know, it was one of those things where. I wasn't not going to watch it because both my wife and I are Star Wars fans. And, uh, and it was like, all right, you know, how bad could it be? Um, and it was incredible. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I, you know, even with low expectations or no expectations, really, I was just, you know, I was just, I was mostly watching it originally because I knew we'd be talking about it on all our shows. And so I was like, there's no way I can't not watch this show. Um, and it was amazing. And, you know, and then we got Grogu and we got, uh, uh, oh, oh, who's, who's the, the, the big bad man, the dude, the dude who had the dark saber. I can't remember the character. Yes, we have our little Grogu's. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> we all have them. <laughs> then Carlo Esposito is the actor's name, but I can't remember what the character's name was. Uh, I wasn't a, yeah, I wasn't a, yeah, Moff, yeah. Moff Gideon. I, I wasn't a Clone Wars fan, so I know he was from the Clone Wars. Yeah, I couldn't get into the Clone Wars either. Um, so, but then we get we get Rosario Dawson as Ashoka as Ahsoka Tano, mm-hmm. which I have an un. Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? I I love that character, and I don't know why, <laughs> because I only saw her in in Star Wars Rebels. The, the okay. episode in Star Wars Rebels she was in. By the way, folks, we're going to be spoiling the shit out of just about everything. So <laughs> if you're not up to date on all of the Star Wars televised stuff, sorry. Um, the only know. episode of the Clone Wars that I remember actually sitting down and watching was the one that they released theatrically, which is like they took yeah, it's like technically the first, like three episodes kind of the first three episodes. Together. They put them together and they released them in the theater and I went and saw that. And, and uh, it's not and good. Was, <laughs> what in the... 
<laughs> it's yeah. awful. Yeah, it was bad. So and it, and it turned me off of the show. So I never I never got into the show. See, we have all the DVDs, and uh, I have offered to my little girl to I'll, I'll watch them with you. She's not interested, and I'm not particularly interested. And I know people are like, "Oh, the Clone Wars is really good. You should give it a, sh- a chance." But I have no interest in the character of Anakin Skywalker. He's much better in the show, especially that, about third season on. That's what I hear. But I'm, you know, I'm 57 years old. I don't have time for. Once you get through the first two seasons of garbage, it gets really good. I just don't have time for that crap anymore. <laughs> um, so you know, if a show's not good right away. Um, or at least watchable right away. I'm I'm not going to stick with it. And uh, you know, I, I if if you are, you know, and and I know that there's a lot of shows that that I love from my youth. Uh, well, geez, TNG. You know, the first two seasons are almost unwatchable. Well, the first season is almost unwatchable. Season two has a couple of gems, but uh, or uh, you know, Babylon Five, or you know, shows like that that I absolutely love. That the first few seasons are are crap, and and I myself have said you got to get through. But I, I just I just don't have the patience for that stuff anymore. Uh, but Mandalorian just hit the ground running, and um, you know I loved the, there was the only episode I didn't like. It's the one, Sean, you love the most, which is that jailbreak one. Jailbreak one? I love that episode. Because I don't know that has, I loved it. I don't know that it I loved it. It has Clancy Brown in it, and I love this Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you said it was your favorite one of that season. but It was my favorite one at, at, when it, at that point that it came out. It was my favorite one to that point. But we've had many more since then, so. Yeah, the, the, the acting in it was you know, almost like Adam West level. Yeah, but that was kind of the point. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but but you know, I, I think you know, and, and even that was. You can't good. judge Star Wars on the acting. I mean, no, you can't. No, <laughs> um, and then and then we got the announcement that you know, uh, uh, well, actually, before Mandalorian came out, uh, Lucasfilm slash Disney just through a handful of this is what we're going to be doing splort <laughs> like 20 shows at the wall at the internet and uh, one of them had been had been a rumor for a long time which was they were going to do a boba fett series yeah and i was or like, a movie it was going to be one or the other oh, yeah. yeah or a movie <laughs> and then and then uh solo just by star wars standards <laughs> by any it was i mean i actually enjoy solo but I don't, think right over there. I don't think it was that bad. I, I do too. I have movie. it on the show. Yeah. And and I thought and it you know if you look at the numbers it did fine. Mm-hmm. It just didn't rake in Star Wars bucks. So the studio went, oh, it fails. Like any other movie would be happy to fail that way. Right. <laughs> here's the <laughs> thing about here's the thing about Star Wars fans. All right. So they started making all this different kind of of stuff. We're going to take the Star Wars banner. We're going to make different kinds of movies. They're going to be in different genres. We're going to make different kinds of TV shows. They're going to be all different genres, but they're all going to be under the Star Wars banner and take place in that universe. And people said, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to enjoy this. And then complain about everything that comes out. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, there was, there's been a lot of complaints about this show, you know, but, but yeah, it, it started, it started from the, Day one of uh, episode seven hitting theaters, and it's gone all the way through. Yeah, everyone's like, "Don't keep doing the same stuff over and over again." And then, they, then episode uh, eight came out. 
but that's too different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> I've got my own opinions about episode eight, but we're not going to do that here. Uh, you know, it, it, it was the, there were there were some things in it that were not great, um, but I admired the attempt to do something different with Star Wars. You know, whether whether it you know because. Uh, the, uh, uh, what was the first one? The last, no, the last Jedi was the second one. What was the first one? Uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You know, it was basically Star Wars again. I know. And <laughs> at first, I, I enjoyed it because I kind of got a kick out of what looked like J.J. Abrams going <laughs> to Lucas, going, I can do it Um But after a while, it was like, uh, why don't you do something, or something new? But, you know, once, you know, Star Wars started as an indie film made by a guy who despised the studio system who is now the biggest part of the studio system ever <laughs> or, <laughs> before he, he went yeah screw all y'all mm-hmm. um, and 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 so now star wars is a multi-billion dollar industry so they're not going to take risks anymore uh or at least not big ones you know i think rogue one might have been the biggest risk they took uh well, maybe maybe uh, the last Jedi was a big risk, but uh, you know, I, I I kind of understood with with uh, the Force Awakens that they had to hook people in, and the best way to do that is to give them what they already knew. Um, and there there was some new stuff, and I you know I love the characters, I love Poe, I love Finn, I adore. We have to Rick. remember that the the original Star Wars was a rehash of stuff. Oh yeah. The, yeah. From the, the, the 30s the and 40s. The scene was from another movie, that, including the dialogue. Yeah. It was word for word from another movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, you know, that that's kind of the background of Star Wars. It's it's fun. And if you're looking to Star Wars for good literature or solid drama or anything other than Oscar-winning effects, I got some news for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Star Wars <laughs> was always just big, dumb fun. Yeah. Um, and yet the Mandalorian managed to transcend that. And so after the Mandalorian, when they were like, okay, we're going to do a Boba Fett series. And I was like, well, they brought Boba in at the end of the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and they actually made him interesting. And, and we're like, wait a minute, how did you get out of the Sarlacc? And you know, the, the whole him getting his armor back from the marshal in Freetown and, and all that was actually kind of it. It was interesting. I was like, all right, cool. Because I was never a fan of the whole, all of the clone troopers were clones of Jango Fett and Boba Fett was his kid. And, you know, it was it was kind of the same thing of, you know, oh, and Darth Vader built C-3PO and Chewbacca was, you know, a friend of Yoda from way back. And, you know, it had to tie everything together. And, I was you know, that whole, the, you know, bringing the Fets into it was part of that. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I didn't particularly care for that, but I, I, I liked what they did with Boba at the end of Mandalorian. So it's like, all right, maybe this isn't going to be bad. Um, and so the book of Boba Fett premiered and I don't think it was bad. I enjoyed it. I just think that there were some stylistic and narrative decisions that I didn't necessarily agree with. Uh, mostly it had to do with the pacing. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm, 
It's odd to say as a fan of Anne Rice, because, uh, stick with me, this will make sense. If you've read any of her vampire novels, mm-hmm. especially the ones after, well, no, even Interview of the Vampire, but in, in Vampire Lestat, uh, they were, she was really big on this, where it would start in the present, and then there'd be like chapters of, ba- of flashback. Yeah, she did a lot of time jumping. <laughs> um, and I, I, I kind of find that annoying. I would rather, you know, in little little flashbacks are fine, but when you when like you know, a hundred page flashback gets to be gets on my nerves, <laughs> and that was kind of what uh, Book of Boba Fett did was, you know, we started off in this in this present where, uh, you know, Jabba's dead and Bib Fortuna is dead and Jabba is take or and uh, and you know Boba Fett is taking over Jabba's house. Territory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's just him and and Fennec. What's her name? Um, uh, Fennec I, Shand. Yes. Fennec, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and and I love Ming Na. She can do no wrong. I, you know, I'll watch her do just about anything. Um, but it and, and then he goes to sleep in the back of the tank, and then we get you know episodes long flashbacks of his time with the Tusken Raiders and how he got out of the Sarlacc. And and it was interesting, but it just it was like this huge info dump. And yeah. I, I thought it, it just crawled along. Um, it wasn't yeah. that I didn't enjoy it. It was just like, can we get through this and you know and get to the story? So yeah, what, well, what did you think? the only way that I think that they could have got around it is if they did an entire season that was the past. Mm-hmm. But the fact that. Tamora is that isn't Tamora Morrison. Tamora Morrison, yeah. Yeah, the fact that he's as old as he is, it's hard to take a a a movie and put it or a show and put it. Well, now this is five, seven years in the past or something like that. I mean, they did kind of that. They they put all the scarring and everything on him because of the Sarlacc, uh, which helped, you know. Mm -hmm. But um. But that kind of a that kind of a time jump, trying to de-age him a little bit to make it believable, would have been uh, expensive. Um, the other thing that they could have done is just do like a couple of episodes that were all the past and the Tuscan Raider stuff. But I think that probably would have messed up the pacing too. They would have had to they would have had to do at least a ten episode season instead of a seven episode season to make yeah. it make sense. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it would have been too too cramped, you know. Yeah, um, I, I had weird jokes about each episode. Like I had different names for them. Like the the first one, I was calling it "Dancing with Tuscans," <laughs> and um, and I was like, "Oh, this is the nostalgia train." Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> they were yeah. fighting the train. And then, oh look, it's Mandalorian season two point five. Here we are. <laughs> uh, I, I did love the um, the the um, the episode with the train because. Uh, I kind of felt that that was them saying solo wasn't as bad as you think it was, you know. So here's Aww. another train. Here's another train scene. Um, but there's also they um, they keep uh, bringing these scenes in that are kind of remakes of scenes from old Star Wars video games. Yeah. Because that stuff on the train was a Star Wars video game. It wasn't oh. Boba Fett. It was another character. Okay. Uh, just like they had uh, in Mandalorian last season, they had the scene where he was. Uh, Climbing up on the Jawas uh, little tank thing while it was moving, and he was and he yeah. was fighting on top of it and stuff. 
that was from a video game too. Was you know, it? So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think in the, in the Star, the Star Wars, the Lego Star Wars, you you had to do, you could do stuff like that. Yeah, the suit. It was the Super Nintendo. Um, um, they did three games. They did the they did the entire trilogy, and that was one of the levels. Oh, was it? Okay. Uh, yeah, they've probably done it since then. I mean, well, okay. if you've ever played any of the Lego Star Wars games, they're they're, they're uh, PS2 games. I, they may have ported them up to the three or four or five or nine or whatever it's up to now. But <laughs> yeah, um, you know, they they were they were fun. I'm I I was never a huge video gamer, but we had a PS2. It's it's in a box somewhere still. Um, but the, the the Star Wars Legos games were you know ton, they, I, they, I have them on the shelf here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and I used to just love the part where you could you could just go up on the Jawa sand crawler and just run all around inside it. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Blast Jawas to bits and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I really enjoyed the 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 Tuscan stuff right up until they fridged the entire tribe. Which pissed me off. That did piss me off too. <laughs> um, and if you're not familiar with the term "fridged," folks, uh, it comes from a Green Lantern. Uh, it's Green from Lantern. Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, where uh, bad and correct me if I'm if I'm getting the the broad strokes of this wrong. Bad guys kill Green Lantern's girlfriend and put her head in the fridge. Her entire body was in the fridge. Oh, oh okay. I thought it was her. Yeah. Uh, and he finds her, and that sets him. It's one of the. I don't even know which Green Lantern it was, but it was um, Kyle. Kyle Rayner, who is uh, one of the newer Green Lanterns. But yeah, it was. It's become a meme slash trope. Yeah, it's it's a trope where you know they introduce a girlfriend for the sole purpose of killing. You know how many Bronson movies were based on this, or yeah, um, you know, or, <laughs> yeah. or you know Highlander, all of them. You know where. The girlfriend exists only to get killed horribly to send the the hero off on a on Deadpool two. Huh? The first, Deadpool though, yeah, two. Deadpool two, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and there was no reason to kill the whole tribe other than to set Boba Fett off on you know burning down the Pike Syndicate and all the 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 speeder bike assholes or whatever, um, you know, because. The the one the one thing one of the things that I like about this series is they took the Tusken Raiders who were basically you know one dimensional bad guys from Star Wars and gave them this wonderful rich culture and mm-hmm. and uh, you know one of the things I, I I found out about that that I really enjoyed is the fact that most of the people playing the Tusken Raiders were women. Yeah. Um, you know mm-hmm. and. And also that that uh, that you know t- uh, Timora is Maori, he's mm-hmm. from New Zealand, and that that dance they did, uh, you know, just before he went off to to start, uh, you know, uh, collecting tribute or whatever, uh, you know, he was like, I wanted to do something like the haka, and because when he when it happened, I was like, that's very haka like. Yeah, it was, I said the same thing. <laughs> um, and that's exactly you know that was his idea and and it was it was really cool and that weapon the the you know he took the gaffy stick which and and when he made his weapon that's actually a traditional maori weapon mm-hmm. that that hooked a ball with the spike in the middle of it yeah it looks slightly yeah. different in real life but yeah <laughs> um so you know there was a lot of really cool stuff going on there and and Tamora himself i think he, i i won't say he's a great actor but in you know in the right situations, 
you know, his his kind of deadpan delivery, I think, was was really it it served the character well. But where the show faltered, I thought, was in the in the the, the quote unquote present day, when he's trying to take over Jabba's syndicate, and it's just him and one other person, and a couple of Gamorrean guards, and <laughs> you know, he's trying to take over being a crime boss but he doesn't want to do anything bad <laughs> yeah i was yeah. i was confused about why suddenly he was like all this you know good goody goody two shoes type and it couldn't have been just the tuscans who did it i mean there had to have been other stuff that we didn't really get to um yeah, um, yeah they didn't really explain why boba fett had a change of heart unless we were just supposed to assume that it was because of his uh survival of the Sarlacc pit that it just changed him or something. They didn't do a very good job of telling us that if it's if, no. it, if it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but again, you know, I, I thought the, the action was fun. Um I I know a lot of people are pissed off about the Vespa gang. <laughs> Whatever you call them, the the mod. The, the bike the biker guys or Yeah, they're kinda weird. With their with their, you know, Oh my God! Bright colors on Tatooine. How dare you? <laughs> well, did you see that? Did you see that stupid spin that he did in the finale? Yeah. Uh, they come out and they start shooting. There's like three of them down there, and the and the Wookie, whatever the Wookie's name was, he's standing there. The the, the yeah the oh the oh shoot oh, uh, Zinke or whatever the the black black kitchen or what I. I don't know. It's like a bunch of K's and S's. <laughs> that big droid. That big droid comes out and starts shooting at him. Two of them take their blasters out and start shooting him. He has to do this whole spin and come all the way around and start shooting. It's like he wasn't like spinning out from behind something. He just he just had to make a big spin and let his cape do this. Yeah, uh, so Chrysan- is is his name, and he's from the comic books. He's actually an ally of Boba in the comics. So eventually, it, it's it the the story of that character is actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd never because he was like. Uh, a, a rogue Wookiee who like was a gladiator. And, yeah, like, he he actually pissed off the Wookiees, and that's hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> he was that mean. And eventually, <laughs> at one point, he tried to kill Boba because, and and then they became allies for a while. And and it, it, I, I, you know, when the character came, when they showed him the first time, when when Jabba's cousins came up, and uh, uh, they did this close up of the you know the tall. Blackford Wookie, and I'm like, that's got to be a character. That's got to be something because of the way they lingered on him for a second. Oh yeah, and, yeah. He's it, that's part. The first part of nostalgia bait that they had was besides the Sarlacc bit and all that was him. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's the Black Wookie from the comic books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and and it, and it was a cool character, and I like how you know I like how that all played out. It's just you know. I was thinking the same thing as everybody was saying was like, there's four people against the Pike syndicate and this biker gang and half the population of Moss Eisley. And he doesn't have an army. And it looked like they were kind of leading up to the Tuscans being his army. Mm-hmm. And then that never happened. And then you had the, the, the citizens of Freetown, all six of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, and well, I thought we were going to get this. I thought we were going to get this Ocean's Eleven type. Uh, I thought it was going to be like every episode. We're going around and we're finding someone else to be in our army. 
or is that, you know, that it's Ocean's Eleven kind of sort of did that. I mean, Rick and Morty, you you son of a bitch. I mean, yeah, right, you know, like, <laughs> kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it didn't quite do that. It started to look that way, and then it was just like, oh, now we're now we're the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, and and then and then we get you know the 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 last three episodes, the the you know the the we get an entire episode of just the Mandalorian. Boba Fett's not even in it. Nope. Um, yeah, see, Tamara Morrison is listed on IMDb as being in seven episodes. He was only in six episodes of the yeah. show, I'm sorry to say. And he was yeah. only in the, like, the tail end of, ep- of the next to last one. So. Yeah, the sixth one, yeah. <laughs> I was in at the end of the episode where... where yeah, Mando for all of like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. I think that's generous. I think it was about 40 seconds. Yeah, um, she had like two lines, yeah. <laughs> um, but <sighs> that was a fun as hell episode and yeah uh, you know i am not a fan of the pr- of the the prequel trilogy <laughs> um <laughs> but i never had a problem with the hardware other than the fucking battle that ship was pretty you sleek <laughs> and i even it was funny because i said to my wife where's he gonna get an astromech droid and right after i said that she went and i even got rid of the droid for you because i know you don't like it <laughs> <laughs> I got but claustrophobic looking at that ship because I really? mean, yeah, it looked pretty. It looked pretty cool, but I could not imagine sitting in that for long enough to actually do some. Because it, wow. it wasn't designed. It wasn't designed for going long distances like that. Nope. No. It was a. It was like it's a fuck, like fighter jet. Isn't as much room in the, as an X-wing and Luke went. You know, from well, an X-wing. An X-wing's not really designed for long. Ch- uh, distances either. They're supposed to. They're, they have hyperjets. They have hyper and hyperdrive engines. He was using no. it for that. Yeah. Luke used it for that, but yeah, I just sitting in a cockpit like that for possibly days. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> you know, assuming there is even artificial gravity in something that small, um, you know, you just turn off the gravity and you're floating. And well, with the kid in the back, because that's what happened. He's probably like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my thought was like, you're not doing any bounty hunting in that thing, but. <laughs> Like, yeah. where's all his weapons and stuff going to be? But I, I still enjoyed it. it. It was fun. I love... What's what's the name of the actress that plays the, the mechanic? Um, oh, um... um oh, a Saturday Night Live alum. Um, and, uh, it was like she's, she's actually dated a couple of jobs. Uh, hold on, I'm looking. Um, Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris. Yeah, Amy Sedaris. Um, you know, she she just took that part and chewed it up and and spit it out and just I love watching her do that doing that role, um, and and just I you know, once the Mandalorian showed up, the 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 show really took off. And while it was fun to watch, it's kind of a sad statement on the rest of the series because. I, you know, I, I don't know if it was a matter of the the writers didn't think that it was going well enough, and so they had to bring Mando in, or if that was the plan all along. But, the, you know, the book of Boba Fett... Was, is, all of this would have been written before they started filming anyway, right? Right, I mean, they, right, right, uh, right, yeah. The whole, the whole thing would have had to have been filmed, written before they started filming stuff. Not necessarily. A lot of these shows, you know, it's done. Be, they're all done before we see them. Yeah, but they're not necessarily all written before they start filming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I I don't know. I haven't seen any. Excuse me. I haven't seen any. Uh, um, you know, any any articles talking about the the writing of the show. Um, you know, I I it it 
you're probably right. They probably intended this all along. It's just so weird how kind of slow-paced the show was until they brought Mando in, and then it just hit the hyperdrive. <laughs> yeah. I've heard I've had a couple of people online telling me that that uh, Favreau says that his intention this whole time was for this show to be like a Mandalorian season two point five. See, uh, <laughs> and, and and I don't know why it couldn't have just been Mandalorian season three because right. <laughs> in a lot of shows, even though you've got a character that is the title character. You can go off and have a story with another character. There's no reason all this uh, Boba Fett stuff couldn't have been worked into a season of uh, a season of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the only the only reason I could I could see for them not wanting to do that is one, you get another title, and so it's you know filling out the the, the schedule. And two, if you do, I think if you start off doing it as the Mandalorian season three. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have Mando in until the last three episodes. People will get pissed off, as opposed mm-hmm. to six episodes of the Book of Boba Fett, and then the last three episodes we don't see a whole lot of Boba Fett. People are going, "Hmm, that's odd." Mando, Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon yeah. as Grogu showed up, everyone went, ee! "Yeah." Yeah, because that was the thing about the bringing Mando in. It it wasn't just a cameo. It it. It expanded the storyline from the other show. Yeah. I mean, it was a continu- it was a complete continuation of that series because they brought in Grogu again, they brought in Luke again, um, yeah, and even even uh, ah- Ahsoka. They they mm-hmm. bring her back and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So. so how how did the, the the CG Luke work for y'all? Oh, it was actually much better than the original. <laughs> the I thought it was fantastic. Too. I mean, it was much better. I mean, there was a few lighting issues in a couple scenes, but otherwise the lip sync was perfect. Yeah, the stuff when they had him in in the in the Mandalorian, all of those scenes were in in the dark. Basically, yeah. I mean, they run on mm-hmm. a ship and then there wasn't much light, so it was easy to kind of cover some of the uh, flaws or whatever. I guess they worked on it a lot because in this one, it's broad daylight. Oh yeah, and, and it was almost, it looked just almost flawless. it looked just like. 30 some odd year old Mark Hamill all over yep. again. Mm-hmm. And, and it sounded, you know, unless they got a voice. They got Mark Hamill to voice it. Yeah, but he did. They got Mark like Hamill to voice it, but then they went They in had like and, a stunt double. Well, yeah, I, I the neck down. Hamill <laughs> doing the, doing the, the, the physical stuff, but mm-hmm. it didn't sound like, you know, it, you know, like in Picard. He does not sound like he did when he was in his 40s doing TNG. He sounds like an 80 year old man. And yeah. Uh, you know when when they did that Adam West cartoon, when they did the the, the Adam West era Batman cartoon. But, yeah, the filmation one. Yeah. And, and mm. no, 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 no. A couple, a few years back, Sean, you're the one that that turned me onto it. They did a. a, a oh, the a, newer one. Okay, yeah. One. Mm-hmm. They had Adam West and Burt Ward and and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Julie Newmar voicing the characters because it, it was that era of Batman. So they got the, but they all sounded. Like they're in their seventies, which they were. Yeah, um, yeah. This did not sound well, like sixty-five-year-old Mark Hamill. Well, also remember, Mark Hamill is now a very renowned voice actor. Yeah, but he's been doing the Joker voice for so long that his voice just sounds his, like his that voice now. is very gravelly. But they may have also 
modulated I think they, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I something. think that he did. The, he recorded all the lines, and then I think they went in digitally and mm-hmm. s- did some stuff to make it sound more like he did in the yeah Empire. He was Jedi. much higher pitched in the in yeah. the original trilogy. <laughs> but uh, okay, now here's here's kind of the 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 reason I wanted to do this show, this episode tonight. Um. There's a there's a you know uh, uh, um, Mando goes to the Mandalorian blacksmith. Mm-hmm. And he brings her a piece the the Beskar st- the spear, and he says, "I want you to make this." It was the spear, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, "You know, I I shouldn't have this or, or whatever it was. You know, I I didn't earn this. I just got it. Uh, I want you to make it into something." And she's like, "All right, for for a friend." And she's like, "What do you want?" And you know. We we don't hear what she what he wants her to make, but then we see her wrapping this this thing up. We see a couple of links. Yeah, <laughs> and he wraps it up, and she's like, you know, did you show your face to someone? Yeah, all right, you suck. Go out redeem. <laughs> um, you know, and don't come back until you've redeemed yourself. You know? Yeah, uh, <laughs> little shades of Blues Brothers there. Um, <laughs> I, I'm still waiting for Mando to get to the point where he's like, you know what? Katie Sackhoff was right. Fuck all of this. Stuff. Yeah, I was like, especially Boba was like, what? What are you? Fuck them. <laughs> what are you saying? You know? um, but, uh, you know, he bring he goes to the planet where, where Grogu is and Ahsoka meets him, which I can't get enough of Rosario Dawson in anything. So more Ahsoka is great for, you know, in my opinion. Isn't that the same planet from uh, Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, because they're building. I think it is because he's he's building that temple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, "Yeah, you can see Grogu if you think that won't screw things up." And you know, and and so he's like, "All right, give him this," and and he leaves, Mm -hmm. and then she gives it to Luke, and then we have this scene where Luke puts down and it turns out to be a little chainmail shirt which is just freaking adorable <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and luke says the mandalorian was here and he brought you this and i have this which is yoda's lightsaber and he's like you can have one of them because if you but if you pick that you suck and can't be a jedi and if you pick this because jedi can't have have attachments attachments then we continue your training and I was like, "You absolute shit!" And then I, and then the more I thought about it, you know, people were pissed about uh, uh, the the Last Jedi because everyone's like, you know, first of all, there's Luke throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder, and then there's you know, he went off to hide because shit went wrong, and Jedi don't do that, and Luke wasn't heroic. Kenobi. Went and hid. All the Jedi did that. Yeah. <laughs> All of them survived. All of Star Wars is the saga of the Jedi fucking up. Pretty much. Yeah. And that that's kind of, you know, I've been saying this for years, and this series really drove that home that even Luke is still buying into the Jedi Kool-Aid and not realizing what an abs, you know, that's why Darth Vader exists. If they had just went, yeah, go, go get laid, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> there would be no Darth Vader. Um, you know, if, if, 
if Qui-Gon had just been like, you're a slave? Uh, come here, butterfly dude, zap. All right, you're rescued. Let's go. Well, okay. Well, to be fair, Qui-Gon was more of a gray Jedi to begin with. Uh, I mean, sure, he was... He was leaning towards gray in Phantom Menace to begin with when he died. Uh, and then Clone Wars actually... Is it Clone Wars or Rebels? One of the two actually deals has some scenes with him talking to Obi Wan on Tatooine. They finally have that. Uh, uh, was at the end of Rebels. Uh, I, I I didn't quite get through the last season of Rebels, but I don't. I, I never saw that, so maybe it must have been. Clone Wars. I, I remember a scene. There was at least a scene where that he talked to Qui Gon's ghost. I just mm. can't remember which series it's in. Um, and yeah, Qui Gon was already. He already had a clue that yeah, this this ain't working, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, and, and so I don't know if Lucas did this on purpose. I've never heard, you know, I've never seen anything where he he addressed it at all. But the whole saga of Star Wars is about the Jedi being so far up their own asses that they can't see what's going on around them, and they created the situation that allowed the Sith to. Th- Oh yeah, I mean that, that's Empire. it's a never-ending cycle. It it happens in a lot of the other Star Wars media too, uh, where the Jedi's like, oh, we're gonna, you know, we're just protectors, and we're the. They even have a period where they're like, we're not gonna get involved. We're just here, and that was also the wrong idea because then the Sith apparently came back, and this Jedi went, oh no, they're here. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a never-ending cycle, and it happens all the time. It's basically the Jedi go, oh. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to do this, and the Sith go, ha-ha! And uh, it just keeps happening over and over again. So, yeah, it it's always happening in some Star Wars story or another that involves Force users. You're going to see that. Um, and, yeah, most of the time it's the, the Jedi fucking up and the Sith taking advantage of it. <laughs> yeah. But the Sith also screw up and, and, uh, and get defeated. So it, it's, it's like... I, I... I don't know why people get so bent out of shape when these characters do the same thing they've been doing forever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I actually going back to to the show uh, when they're like, oh yeah, and then Grogu's going to be his first student. I'm like, no, because Ben Solo's supposed to be his first student according to the movies and the comic books. So they got to somehow get Grogu out of there. What well, <laughs> the. <laughs> okay, I thought Ben was his last student. No, Ben was his first student. Okay, was he his only student? <laughs> he no, his only student. no, there were other ki- there were other kids. Were, were, the, were the Knights of Ren former? Luke's yeah, they were. Four, well, well, some of them were, and some of them were a, a separate group. Mm. It's in the comic books. But this whole scene where he's given Grogu that choice and everything, yeah, it was kind of a jerk move, but. We've seen uh, where Luke where Luke ends up, and Luke kind of is a jerk when the, the next time that we see him. So this is yeah. just that natural progression, and yeah. a lot of people a lot of people were angry because they were wanting to forget. Uh, yeah, I saw they were a meme to the other day. Forget those yeah. movies. Yeah, I saw a but, meme that said like, "Choose both, but all Sith only deal in absolutes." <laughs> yeah. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> but then when Grogu shows up on Tatooine. And he's wearing the shirt, and you're just like, "Yay!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Jetta. 
And I'm not convinced. Well, I'm not. I don't know that he's. I don't guess he'll go back and be Luke's student, but I'm not convinced yeah. that he's not going to end up being important in the uh, in the evolution of the Force and the Jedi and all that because he's obviously very powerful with the Force. Yeah. Even if he doesn't quite understand it. Yeah, it, it's you know I don't know what they're going to do if anything with it. I mean we're we're obviously going to get more Mando. You know, mm. there's another man- season of Mandalorian coming. Um, are there any? We've got the Obi Wan series starts in May. Out. Yeah, it starts next. I thought I thought it started in March. I think it starts next mm, month. May, let me double check. I, is it March? I could have sworn it was. Right, I'm temporarily displaced. <laughs> next month is March, um, but I, I don't imagine that. Obi Wan will have any connection to Mandalorian because it's got. Oh no! Yeah, no, because it's basically going to be him. Yeah, May twenty fifth. It's uh, going to basically be him being a hermit on Tatooine and all that stuff. So it'll probably be young Luke, like when he's a kid, maybe, and then leading up to A New Hope. I I believe, and I don't. They've already done the whole Darth Maul thing. In Rebels, so I don't think they're going to include that. Well, they 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 did say that Hayden Christensen is going to be in it. I tend to believe that that's going to be a either a flashback or a dream or something. Probably a flashback because at this point, uh, it's going to be that Vader's obviously around and and he's not dead yet. No, they, so. they have- I'm hoping that I'm hoping that Liam Neeson shows up at some point, but he he might. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the 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 promotional poster slash whatever you want to call it on the internet showed Ewan McGregor and Darth Vader. Yeah. You know, so I'm hoping that that's not just, you know, like a comic book cover where it has nothing to do with actually what's actually going on inside. I hope we're going to see Darth Vader and, and even it, and if Hayden Christensen is inside the Darth Vader suit, I'm fine with that. Uh, it, I found out recently he was actually in the suit when they did the whole putting him in the suit in yeah, the third yeah. movie. Which I thought it was a stunt person. No, that was Hayden. No, he was <laughs> yeah. from the knees down because he was wearing stilts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I, you know, I cannot blame him at all because he's like, I've been doing this for how long, and you're not gonna let me get in the suit? Bullshit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to stand on five apple boxes, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I. It, for all of my complaining about the book of Boba Fett, it made me interested in the character. I think Tamora um, Morrison, Morrison <laughs> did a, a fantastic job. Um, Ming Na, like I said, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll watch her sit down and read the phone book and then kick people's asses while she's reading the phone book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, we uh, got to talk about the elephant in the room. Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Oh, okay. Which, yeah. See, that's another thing because I was <laughs> because I'm not a um, because I'm not a, a Clone Wars guy. I didn't know who he was. I didn't when they showed him. It was just a a guy to me. I didn't know that he was somebody until I saw yeah. an article the next day. I was like, oh, okay. Well, they brought back somebody. The the way you know again the way they they the the the, the way that the camera lingered on him and stuff. I was like, all right, this has got to be a character from something else. But yeah, yeah I, I'd never he, seen him. He, like was, he was Boba's mentor on the show. Yeah. 
when they had Boba as a kid on, on Clone Wars, Cad was one of his mentors, and eventually they had a falling out. That's why they were so animate mm-hmm. against each other and did the whole Western shootout thing yeah. in the last scene, you know, one of the last scenes. And I actually like that they got the original voice actor who did Cad Bane in, Rep- in um, Clone Wars to voice this guy. It was it was a guy in makeup, and then they had Corey Burton actually do the voice. And I was like, because <laughs> I'd seen this. So show. that's where a <laughs> one one flashback scene would have been perfect if they mm-hmm. had done one flashback scene where they showed like little Boba Fett doing some kind of a lesson with him or something like that because that would have made the scene at the end when he kills him mean a lot more for somebody that didn't watch Clone Wars I didn't watch it so I, I mean to me that was just Boba Fett killed the bad guy I didn't yeah. realize he was killing his his mentor yeah he was so. one of his people who trained him to be a Boba, uh, bounty hunter in the first place yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like like I said, I, I I was pretty sure he was from one of the previous things that I hadn't seen, um, and, and you know he was an interesting character. You know, he shot the sheriff and the deputy, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, you know, I I enjoyed it. it you know, it, there are moments in both Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett where they push the western. Oh yeah, especially when they got on Tatooine. All the Tatooine scenes were like Western something or other. And and the the the, the Cad Bane character was. I even read an article where they said he was totally based on the Lee Van Cleef character in the. Good Pretty Man. much, yeah. <laughs> even with the vocal patterns and the and the whole mm-hmm. you know hat and the looking up and and stuff. Yeah. But, you know. Okay, somebody's mic is ringing. Um, Sean, mic, mute your mic for a second. Oh. No, don't, don't lock out. Just mute your mic. Oh, dear. Uh, I guess he'll be back. <laughs> but that didn't stop it. Jen, can you mute, mute your mic for a second? Okay, that didn't stop it either. And I, I already muted mine. Hmm. Weird. And he's back. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and he's muted now. <laughs> you're back now. You're you're actually muted, Sean. Okay. There, there we go. go. <laughs> um, I don't know where that sound. Oh, is you? My mic. It's not. Yeah, when you away. muted, it went away. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Let me turn my uh, gain down a bit. Okay. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why all of a sudden I'm getting feedback. Hmm. Um, my speakers are off. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, I got a kick out of the character, and it was very clear that he was from somewhere else. But, yeah, it would, it would have been nice to maybe spend a little less time with the Vespa gang. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, even remember the scene where Boba Fett goes into the... the- uh, uh, the I want I don't want to call it a saloon, but the two characters that are sitting at the table, and the guys come in, and Boba Fett comes in and wrecks them all. Mm-hmm. That was from a deleted scene from New Hope. They went really deep with some of this nostalgia. Those now, two characters were two of Luke's friends that were cut from the film. Oh, okay. That's um, that's Tashi Station. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I um I think I'm probably the only Star Wars fan that really gets a kick out of the fact that Tatooine is the center of the universe. <laughs> because I hear a lot of people complaining about it. Why do they always go back to Tatooine? I think it's I think it's hilarious that 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 this this garbage planet that out in the middle of nowhere is the is the center of the entire. Pretty much everybody comes to Tatooine at some point or another. It's just yeah, yeah. Now, my favorite callback in the entire series was the bomb that blew up the cantina was the ice cream maker from from uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Was that? Was it? it was. I didn't catch that. Okay, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, and Sean, you look like you're you're no, I don't. <laughs> An ice cream maker. <laughs> in, during the evacuation of Bespin, a guy runs by with this plastic cylinder under his arm and of course because Star Wars fans being what they are someone recognized it as a home ice cream maker and then it oh. became this whole thing on the internet of people and the, the character has a name I don't remember what it is um, but he just he just runs past the camera once and he's carrying this thing and someone went that's an ice cream maker I have one of them <laughs> <laughs> I've got to save this ice cream <laughs> <laughs> you know ronco ice cream maker things and then that was the bomb that they brought into the cantina <laughs> and i started laughing and my wife's like what i'm like that's the ice cream maker <laughs> well and, when they when they were repairing the the uh ship they brought in that long pole that was in the garbage disposal yeah, <laughs> yeah. well you guys noticed that was uh uh jennifer beals in the in the yeah um, yeah, the cantina. She was a Twi'lek, yeah, who owned yeah. the place. Yeah, I, I knew um, she was in the show. I didn't know because you know haven't seen her since Flashdance, so I didn't. Yeah. Um, um the, when they went into the cantina in the um, it, I, I have the the closed cap. I hit my mic. I'm sorry. Um, I had the closed captioning on all the time anyway. But mm-hmm. then in the in the closed captioning when they go into the cantina. They say that that is the uh, what's the name of the band? Max Rebo Mo- and the um, the oh yeah, it says something like it says something like that. That's supposed to be the same band, and they're playing. If you listen, the song that they're playing is like a remake of the yeah the Cantina song yeah yeah. And I, I told my wife, of course, she didn't understand. It's like they're playing jizz. They're playing jizz. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, that's, a deep, that's a deep cut. <laughs> that's a very deep cut, and and you know, I have to wonder because there's there's at least two instances of something like that. There's jizz, which is what Lucas said. The music they were playing in the cantina was jizz, <laughs> which was yeah, um, alien like alien jazz of, of jazz and and something else, and everyone's like. You really want to call it that, George? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be great. <laughs> and then there's also a character in Star Wars. You can buy the the little action figure called Kit Fisto. Yep. He's <laughs> one of the Jedi. And you got to wonder, either A, George Lucas is the most naive nerd on the planet, or he knows exactly what he's doing and no one's going to tell him no. <laughs> <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, we had a lot of cameos. We had Danny Trejo show up. Yeah, uh, Stephen Root showed up. Uh, Wait, who's that? Stephen Root was that weird guy who was trying to con the kids. That was Stephen Root. 
Uh, Matt Berry Steven plays Steven Root is one of those guys. He's one of those guys that if you saw his picture, he's like, a, just like, if you've Steven seen Rude, Office Space, you know. Who, if you've seen Office Space, Office you know Space, who uh, um, News Radio. Yeah, he's oh one brother, of those where are Yeah, uh, Matt Berry uh, played the ro- the the uh, torture droid that Fett talked to all the time. Oh, the guy with the British yeah. accent, the droid with the British accent. That was Matt Berry. Um, Phil Lamar was in it. Phil Lamar was in it twice. He played two characters, actually. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the Simpsons voice actors, right? Uh, he, his voice is on in, everything. Yeah, he's yeah. everywhere. But, uh, Futurama. He's, he's, yeah, yeah, he, he was plays the Jamaican guy in Futurama. Yeah, um, okay. yeah. He used to yeah. be on Mad TV. Um, and he's the kid He's the kid who gets his head blown off in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Um, the 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 girl who is in the 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 Vespa gang, I, I looked her up. She's been in a lot of stuff. I can't remember what. Yeah, she looked familiar. I didn't remember what she was in though. Um, but yeah, Danny Trejo, that was great when he came in as the Rancor, as the new Rancor, the Rancor Wrangler. Wrangler guy. Yeah, that was great. Um, uh, and of course, we got Amy Sedaris back and Emily Swallow and the guy who played. The other Mandalorian was like a stunt performer that they got him in the suit. Uh, same with the Wookiee. He was act- the Wookiee guy is actually a makeup artist. Hmm. Uh, this was like one of his very first on-screen roles. He mostly does makeup. <laughs> oh well, I get you know when you're in a Wookiee suit, there's not a lot of acting involved. <laughs> yeah, it's a big, tall black guy, but you know, <laughs> scary. And, uh, yeah, Timothy Oliphant. Of course, he is back as. Cobb, Cobb Valley. Cobb, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Is that the Marshall? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Speaking of, did you guys see that there was a mid-credit scene? Yeah, there's a mid-credit scene at the end of the last episode. Yeah, he'll be back in the Mandalorian because they had him in the in the uh, the bath. Was it the, the bath? Yeah, he, the bath, the bath, bath and tank. Yeah, the bath and tank, and and the, to- the guy who was did all the. Uh, the mod. cyber cyber mods was because <laughs> <laughs> it was like. You know, uh, what, what was the guy's name? Bane? No, Kane. The 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 Cad Bane. Cad Bane. You know, he shot the deputy like four, five, six times, something like that, and he only shot the marshal once. And so it was like really clear: I'm winging this dude, and I'm killing the fuck out of him. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about how badly they treated that rancor, because Boba Fett goes. It's this rancor. This rancor saves them from those droids, mm-hmm. and then they immediately turn and start shooting the rancor. Well, oh the rancor God. went nuts. I mean, I understand. <laughs> did any of y'all catch the dialogue before it climbed the building? You mean when he uh-uh. did the King Kong thing? When he did the King Kong thing? <laughs> I've seen the memes. Yeah. If you if you've seen the original King Kong, the thing that sets Kong off is the reporters taking flash pictures of Andero and Kong loses his shit because right. he loves, he loves mm-hmm. And the Mandalorian was like, no, don't shoot him. You'll only make him crazy. You'll only yeah, I did crazy. catch that. I did <laughs> catch that. Like a, a, a total riff on the King Kong dialogue and then the ranker goes, and climbs it. <laughs> and I was loving every second of that because I'm a huge fan of the original Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah. probably one of the only people that liked uh, um, 
Um, the Peter Jackson one? Yeah, I like the Peter Jackson one. Way too long, but every frame was a love letter to the original. I thought you were going to talk. I thought you were going to say you're the only one that loves Son of Kong. No, I love Son of Kong. Son of Kong was. Uh, well, there was also the remake that they did in the early '80s with Jessica Lange. That was, that was terrible. That was good. That was, that was awful. <laughs> I actually liked it, but in a cheesy way. But all right. <laughs> um. So I, I, you know, uh, people, I, I saw some complaints about it. I enjoyed that. I thought that was that was hilarious. There were a lot of nods to other things in that mm. last episode. I can't. Remember. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but the but the rancor climbing the building and being Kong was great. Um, you know, and and it was fun. It it finished up on a fun note. I, you know, I almost would like there to be a second season. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> As much as this season was not great, it was by no means the worst first season of a series I've ever seen or sat. Mm -hmm. You know, going back to what I said at the beginning of the show, uh, you know, I would not say, oh, you got to get through season one to enjoy season two. You know, I would totally watch a season two of The Book of Boba Fett, which if you would ask me if I would say that a year ago, I'd be like, fuck no. Um but well, I said I said that they are not going to make a season two, but I, I, I they're, you're going to get more of this because yeah, in they're going to continue the <laughs> they're going to continue the story of Boba Fett being on Tatooine. I'm sure it's going to it's going to come back. It's just this mm -hmm. was the story of how he uh, got out of the uh, Starlight Pit and how he became the the king of Tatooine or whatever the mob boss of Tatooine, Time Yo or whatever, yeah, <laughs> and got rid of the and got rid of the spice. Yeah. Is spice a new thing in Star Wars? No, that's totally been around forever. Did they just totally ripped that off from. Uh, no, thing? no, it's it's been in the it's been in the lexicon for ages. But it didn't become an actual canon thing until uh, um, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Because Did it? Because because no, it's been around way longer than that. No, well, the first time it was mentioned on screen. The first time on yeah, screen, but canon. it's been actually yeah. mentioned in comics and other media way canon. before. Yeah, well, it's not canon I'm anymore. just saying. Uh, no, actually, some <laughs> of it still is. No, well, well, what I'm saying is, it became official canon in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that was the first time. You know, I haven't read all of that other stuff. So that's okay. Well, I, I mean, Han was initially a spice uh, a spice uh, delivery guy, essentially. They didn't outright say it, but that was one of the things that he took. He was yeah, that was the thing that they did when Disney, when Disney bought Lucas. They 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 said all this stuff is not canon. Now we're gonna just kind of bring in bits. They're kind of that we slowly like. bringing in stuff. That and they, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so, so the, I mean the, the the spice has been around in other. I'm not. I'm just saying, in Legends material, it's been yeah. around for ages. <laughs> But for if you're if you're not familiar with that, it's it's fairly new um, to the to the screen. But you know, I just wonder if it was a ripoff from Dune because Dune no no is all no, about spice. Well, everything's no. a ripoff from Dune. You know, it's just like all fantasy is a ripoff of Lord of the Rings. You know, Dune was written in 1963, so <laughs> it's kind of hard yeah. to. No, it, they don't get it from the sand of Tatooine or wherever. No, it's it's manufactured. It's something else entirely. But it looks like the stuff from Dune. Yeah. <laughs> At least in the show. <laughs> I was waiting to see if anybody had those bl those crazy blue eyes. I have the eBad. Yeah, I, I love I, Dune. Dune is a. I, I'm a. I'm almost as big a fan of Dune as I am of Star Trek and Star Wars. So, uh, I, I I I would have if it had been 
anything like that. I, 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 I yeah. I, I mean, I thought like you know, spice. Oh, really? <laughs> but, uh, um, but no. So okay. Out of ten, how many stars do you give Book of Boba Fett, Jen? I'm gonna give it an eight. Cool. Sean. I give it a seven point five. <laughs> and I'm, I'm right around seven, six and a half, seven as well. I th- I think for a first season of a show, I think it was really good. Uh, you know, my biggest problem with it was was pacing issues. Uh, you know, I there wasn't anything that I thought was you know aside from you know the 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 fridging of the of the tribe, which pissed me off. Um, I, I you know there weren't any huge oh come on moments for me. Uh, it was certainly enjoyable. I it wasn't like, oh Christ, we gotta watch this now. Uh, which you know there have been plenty of shows where it was like, all right, I gotta watch this for the podcast. God damn it! <laughs> uh, you know, this was never painful to watch. It just, I, I would like to see another season now that they're done with the backstory. Let's pick up and and just go forward. And and, and you know, if he shows up in Mando, more power to us because. I think you know. Once they brought the Mandalorian in, the show just went went to to hyperspeed, and I loved every second of it. Um, more Grogu is better. More Bingna is better. Uh, I you know the 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 mechanic. I'm totally down with her being there. She dated Jawas. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and she now has interest in that Twi'lek guy. So, <laughs> um, you know, and and. <clears throat> Anything that expands the Star Wars universe without being stupid, I'm enjoying. And The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett have never crossed over into stupid. Um, You know, they have certainly pandered to nostalgia. And, you know, I'm well on the record of saying, do that. (laughs) Bring it. I enjoy it. Um, But it has never been insulting. Uh, it's just, it's just, you know, like like that scene where they took the sent the, the the mapping drone through Jabba's palace, and it was just like, oh God, get on with it, please. <laughs> um, you know, some of the times it just seems like they've got thirty minutes of material that they have to pad out to forty five, um, and then other times there's seventy five minutes worth of stuff that they have to squish into forty five, and and I think they need to find their pacing for it. Um, yeah. The, the effects are awesome. They are using that, the, the AR wall. The, the wall thing that they so were using in Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Seamlessly. Yeah. Uh, you know, Star Wars, or uh, Star Trek is using it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it, it's, it's, you know, it's revolutionized television special effects in a way that we haven't seen since Lucas, you know, created ILM. Uh, and it's wonderful to see because it's not like you're sitting there going, oh, cool, look, it's the AR wall. It's so seamless, you don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And the the acting is fantastic. I mean, Tamora Morrison isn't the best actor in the world, but they're, they're playing to that. They're giving mm-hmm. him stuff to do that fits within his limited range. Yeah, for this, for this kind of a thing. I mean, go back and watch um, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Clint Eastwood wasn't that good. No, I mean, he didn't have have to be. Yeah, he didn't have to be. You know, because they had him do what. Yeah, what they had him do, he was good at. You know. Yeah, the only other thing I've even seen Tamara Morrison in is Aquaman, and he's in that for what ten minutes. He was in Aquaman. 
He was the dad. Huh? He was yeah. the dad. <laughs> yeah. With hair, his, but yeah. His human, his human dad, yeah. Oh, I'll have to go back and rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> no, that's, that's why I was like, I watched it once. I was like, all right, that was fun. I never need to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I loved I loved Jason Momoa, but Aquaman, and and there were moments that were that were a lot of fun, but yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's nice to see diversity on screen, mm-hmm. and it's nice to see someone who is not just. Uh, you know, uh, 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 a white American dude is the hero, even if he's an anti-hero. Um, you know, so and you know, and like I said, the 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 Maori influence, Maori uh, influence, Maori, yeah, Maori were, were great. Uh, I, you know, I love the haka. If you've seen any of the videos of like weddings where they do it, or mm-hmm. like when Jason Momoa did it, at, 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 and, and it's yeah. just like. There's something so primal about it. Oh yeah, it yeah. was initially meant to scare people. Yeah, and all yeah. of those faces that they make, you know, that was they're, they're supposed to be scary faces. You know, they yeah. Kind of yeah the them. Rock, uh, the Rock does some of that. He did. If you go back and watch uh, the last Fast and Furious, no, not Fast and Furious, the uh, Hobbs and Shaw movie that he did with Jason mm-hmm. Statham, he did some of that stuff in that movie too. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, if you look at any of the, you know, the traditional Maori masks and stuff, they're, you know, tongues out and big wide yeah. eyes and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's like, it's so, it's so cultural is what I want to say, but that's just the yeah. stupid way of putting it. But, you know, it's like, in the U.S., we don't have a culture other than stopping. Everybody the- else's culture. <laughs> yeah. We're the melting pot. Right. <laughs> we're, we're more like the blast furnace, but yeah. <laughs> But anyway, um, so, folks, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Starbase66 at gmail.com. No one has emailed that in decades, centuries, millennia. Email me. Tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me what you think. (laughs) Tell me why I'm right. Tell me what your bank account uh, uh, password is. No, no. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) What's your social security number? That too. (laughs) You know, let us know what you think. Uh, I really, I I recently replaced my motherboard and processor. Uh, My computer is the computer of Theseus now. Uh, You know, the, the, the processor was the last thing from four computers ago that I've had for like 10 years now. And it finally just wasn't the, 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 the CPU, the, the actual brain of the computer. It has been in three different computers, three or four different computers, and it finally was just crapping out. And uh, I did, a, I did a, a GoFundMe just before I caught COVID. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I, I, had, I had some emotional issues. This last year has sucked for all of us, but it, you know, it hit me really hard. And I stopped recording. Uh, I, I was I've been on the, the the Cosmic Potato shows, but I haven't done my shows for a while. Uh, and uh, I finally have gotten you know uh, Frankenstein computer. Yeah, um, you know the the ship of Theseus is the is the 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 um, the philosoph- philosophical thought problem whatever Theseus set out sets out on a, a, a journey, and as he's traveling. He replaces, you know, a broken piece of decking here, a, bro- a torn sail there, and eventually he's replaced every part of the ship. Is it still the ship he left with? 
even though it was all replaced a little bit at a time. And I that's say what, no. That's what I say. But and, and you know, and it's you know, it's it's the thought experiment. Is it the same ship or is it a new ship? Or mm -hmm. you know, my computer, I've gradually replaced every bit of it over the past five years, and now finally the com the processor was the last thing to go. And but you can't just replace your processor because I had to replace the motherboard and the processor, mm -hmm. and I did it. I had to get a do a a, a GoFundMe for that, and y'all helped me out with that wonderfully, and. Then redoing that was scary as hell, <laughs> uh, but I finally did it, and and now I've got basically a new computer, um, and it's all like Windows 11 compatible now. And after I did that, I was like, all right, look, I cannot continue to wallow in self pity. I am no longer sick. I've gotten over the emotional kicks to the Grundies that that happened that we don't need to go into now. I, I put out a post about it somewhere i don't fucking remember anymore um but so uh we just recorded uh open the iris ro and i recorded an open the iris last night uh for wormhole extreme so we're gonna be back it'll be posted this saturday as you're listening to this right now uh this is the first starbase 66 in a long time um and i have a couple of other shows in mind that uh i want to do i've got a, a show about uh, i want to do um audiobook reviews I'm, I'm trying to work out the format of that, but I've got a lot of people interested in that one. And I've got another one that I want to do. Uh, and I, I haven't said this in public yet, but uh, y'all are going to be the first to hear about this. And I don't even know if this is a great idea, but I, I, I love the concept and it won't leave me alone. So I want to do this. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to call it. Something like Random Trek or something like that. I want to do a Star Trek show. And what I want to do is I want to uh, get you know three or four people per show and it can it, it can rotate, uh, and there are what seven or eight Star Trek series, eight or nine. Anyway, I'm gonna have dice, okay, and <laughs> roll a die to pick the series, and then roll a die to pick the episode, and then we'll watch that episode and talk about it. And, hey, and that's actually a cool concept. I like it. About it. Um, so you know, I, I, I gotta I gotta work out the details on that one too, but. These are the two ideas. I, you know, I keep having ideas for podcasts, and I get, you know, oh, this is a great idea, and then it, and then it. Yeah, the same problem. Yeah, I just, just, <laughs> I've got lots of ideas. I've got no time to do any of them. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but these two won't leave me alone. So I know these two yeah. I want to do. Um, and I, you know, I've, I've, essentially took a year off, uh, and uh, it's time to get back into the saddle and record stuff and get it out there to y'all. And so, uh, whether you like it or not, I'm back, baby. <laughs> so, uh, Jen, where can folks find you? Uh, mostly on the on the you know Cosmic Potato Network, all the stuff that we do on there, including this show. Uh, when is when we do it? And uh... <laughs> I'm around. <laughs> yep. And Sean, tell us all the stuff you do. Infinitepotato.com is where you will find everything that I do. Uh, mostly, you'll let, you'll hear my voice on uh, Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast, and that Star Trek podcast. Occasionally, you'll hear me on things like this or Captain Game Show and things like that. But those two shows, definitely, I'm always there. Well. I'm there 99.9% .9 of the time. 
<laughs> we did we did one show without you recently, and uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, um, the the this week's discovery, but not yet. I'm gonna watch it when we're done here. Uh, that as long as they don't play poker, I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> like that. I think that the you know. We're, we're two episodes back from the you know in from the uh, the mid-season break and they're just they're just coming back with a vengeance i'm loving it um can't wait to talk about it on that star trek podcast so uh folks please check out all the other shows on the infinite potato alliance there are lots of stuff we've got uh, uh captain game show we've got trial by pilot we've got uh cosmic potato um world war g is still on the network yeah yeah yeah. Yep. Um, open the Captain Iris. Game we'll show. Kept, uh, yeah. yeah, I said that one. Um, oh, okay. I think I feel like there's more, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, uh, between two sterns. Oh, if right. If you haven't listened to Between Two Sterns, if you haven't listened to that, listen. Th- those guys are are pretty funny. It's uh, uh, Jared Stern that you you've heard plenty of times on Captain Game Show, and another Jared Stern. Uh, from the West Coast, and they just get together. They're just two guys, both named Jared Stern, and they get together and talk about what it's like being Jared Stern. Yeah, they, it's they, pretty they funny. stumbled across each other on the internet and decided to do a show, and it's great. Yeah. Um, so, thank you, folks, for tuning in. Thank you to the the one person who has been with us all night. We love you, whoever you are. Uh, it's just saying Frankenstein, <laughs> Frankenstein user, Facebook user, use of Frankenstein computer. Um, but. Uh, Thank you, folks, for tuning in. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for your tolerance. And thank you for staying safe, staying uninfected, or getting better if you've been infected. Genevieve, you had COVID? No. Good for you. Sean has had COVID, yeah. I've had it, yeah. You know, it, you know, when they say mild, it just means didn't go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But yeah. mild. So wear your mask, get your vaccination, keep your shots up, avoid people, listen to us on the internet. You can't get sick from us other than nauseous. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. all of you, take care, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll be back soon with some other bullshit to blather at you. Take care and good night. too, buddy.